0: This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips, your host. This morning we check in with PACE, People Acting in Community Endeavors. PACE is 40-plus years old, and during those four decades, the nonprofit Community Action Agency has offered a variety of programs to help people. Uh, In in 2023, it's focusing on areas like housing and finances, education, health and nutrition, and family services. PACE has been a mainstay for people in New Bedford who need a helping hand. Hopefully, it will continue to be around for another 40 years. We welcome its executive director, Pam Rogers-Keechler. Good morning, Pam.
1: Good morning, Jim. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Um, When you have an agency that's 40 years old plus... we should explain to people, the 40th year was actually last year.
1: Our birthday was last May, yes.
0: But because of the pandemic uh, situations, we we pushed it forward. You're going to celebrate all year this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you have an agency that's 40-plus years old, I'm sure you're looking for ways to keep it vibrant and fresh. Um, Even with all the challenges that this agency faces, you are now looking I'm sure it's some new challenges as well Mm -hmm. that have cropped up partly because of the pandemic. Right. Um, So tell us about uh, some of those challenges. And I know you're doing a community survey as well.
1: We are. And thanks for mentioning that. So, um, you know, part of what um, we do to help assess what the needs are in the community is a community survey, as you said, which we have to do every three years. Uh, Our last one was conducted as the pandemic started. So we got a little bit before and a little bit as we were into the middle of it. And so, of course, that, prob- that showed some unique challenges that all of us sort of faced during that time. Um, so this, we're doing it again. Um, and, you know, as we're, we're not out of the pandemic, but we're out of the height of it. And so it's allowing us to try to see where the community has landed now that we're into, um, into 2023. Um, we have a link to that. It's, it's in survey form. People could go to our website um, paceinfo.org and just let us know what they think what are the biggest needs where are they challenged what what do they need help with what do they think we should be looking at to try and address as we move um, into our next 40 years as you said
0: right pace uh, Paceinfo.org. again if you want to um, offer some thoughts about uh, about the community and uh, what do you think some of the uh, big challenges are and what do you think the community should be working on, I guess, is one of the things you're you're asking folks?
1: Right. What should we be working on? Where are people feeling the most um, stressed? Where are they having the most difficulty? Um, you know, what are the things that are rising to the top for folks that are making life just more challenging for them?
0: Now, um, and, and you're taking responses till when?
1: Until March 13th.
0: Okay. So we've got a, a few days here left to... Mm-hmm. Uh, to get going with that. Um, Could you share with us what you've seen so far?
1: Sure, so um, not surprisingly, um, housing has cropped up as the highest need. Um, I think you really can't go much of anywhere in our community today and not hear about the challenges that people are faced um, with around housing. Mm -hmm. And it's everything from people being displaced because the, the buildings they're living in are sold, to just landlords choosing to raise rents and people being outpriced. Um, it's a it's a huge issue that, as a community, we really need to take a look at uh, to tackle it and address it. And so that's rising to the top. We're also seeing um, child care and finding after-school care as a challenge for folks, which is, uh, again, not a surprise to us because we recognize that that industry is also really struggling to uh, to find people to work in it. So providers are not able to be fully open, which doesn't provide us with the capacity to serve everybody that needs the help. So I know
0: I know one child care provider who just simply closed their business. Yes, and we've Shut had a few down. of
1: those. Yeah. We've had a few of those unfortunately. Our Head Start program has a couple of rooms that's that are not open right now because we don't have the staff. So we are certainly not alone in that. And um that's a that's a problem across the city. Um, in the area. The third thing that's starting to emerge, um, and we were just talking about this this morning is that we're seeing um, elder services and concerns for around elder care and things that um, older folks need assistance with. Um, it's rising. It's not too much of a surprise from my perspective, just because the we're all getting older and our older population in this area is growing. So um, so things around health care, things around insurance, um, you know, they fall under that housing category too. Um, we have a lot of older folks that are challenged by the housing.
0: Crisis. Mental health.
1: Mental health is the next, right next. They're neck and neck. Um, elder care and mental health. Um, yeah, yeah men- mental health really. You know, they've been kind of going back and forth as we watch the survey results come in. Um, as a result of, I think, what everybody has endured over the last three years, mm-hmm. it's it's just. It's become something that actually people are more willing to talk about which is a good thing but the need for help and finding enough people to provide that help is a challenge.
0: Could these recommendations uh, change the direction of pace down the road?
1: Um they definitely impact the direction that we head in. So yeah. if if um you know we we don't just come up with three answers to that question we we get a whole host of answers. So we sort of look at the uh, the kind of the wide trajectory prioritize the top three, but then look at what are some of the other things that are bubbling up and do they feed into those things? And what that does is help us to take a look at our programming and say, well, for example, housing. Well, do we need to try to expand what our housing unit is doing to more than providing just providing rental assistance and connections to um, apartments, but do we have to build out perhaps first-time home buyer support? Or Financial literacy support to help people recognize that there may be other trajectories to try to help solve this, this problem. So, um, so that would be like a, a concrete example of sort of how we could shift our purpose. The food pantry is a good example. Um, you know, we're about to open a new building, as you and I talked about before we got on the air. And, you know, seeing that need increase and also seeing that need level off. So that doesn't bubble to the top necessarily as one of our highest community needs but our numbers tell us that it is, you know, that it just stays consistent. We haven't seen it drop down terribly since the pandemic. So um, so that did help us to say, okay, we need to make an investment here and try to figure out a way to better serve folks.
0: So let's talk, since you brought it up, the, <clears throat> the uh, food pantry, mm-hmm. which is going to be located on Parker Street. Park Street. Park Street. I'm Four, sorry.
1: 477 Park Street. <laughs> uh,
0: 477 Park Street in the west end of New Bedford. <clears throat> and uh, it is... Uh, I think a great location. There's mm-hmm. parking there. Yes. And it, uh, it's going to, I think, work out pretty well. What do you think?
1: Yeah, we're really excited about it. It's also on a bus route. We have a stop that's literally we can see at our front door. Um, and we're shifting how we deliver the service, too. So it'll be set up more like a grocery. Um, give people a little bit more choice. Allow us to be a little bit more culturally Um, sensitive to what people want and uh, allow allow people to take what they'll really use as opposed to being given bags that are already prepared. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also going to give us the flexibility to serve people at different times. So we've been pretty consistent and have a pretty set time frame. As we um, sort of transition into this new way of delivering the services, we're going to take a look at having evening hours or Saturday hours to make it available to folks who might be working who still could use that little that extra support. So um, we're very excited about the possibilities there. We're also going to have our health access program pair with them over there because they benefit from the influx of people coming in. They yeah. can help people find health insurance. If they ha- happen to present at the food pantry that they're looking for other things, our health access folks can help them get connected. So it's a way to better provide the service to the community and hopefully, yeah. you know, make it make it a more seamless um, approach for yeah, them. There
0: are some uh, housing developments close by. There are, yes. Developments. So, I mean, I think it's uh, going to work. What's the... Uh, Kickoff date again.
1: We are we are shutting down our pantry in the back of our building on Mar- on March fifteenth, and we will reopen at four seventy seven Park Street on the twenty third. Um, we'll have some emergency capacity if people are really in dire need in that period of time. It's a week that we're going to be closed, but it's a Wednesday to a Wednesday, so that we don't block off one whole week, and and hopefully we'll be able to help uh, folks during that that time too but march 23rd we should be opening the doors at park street
0: now you oversee a couple of health programs as well uh <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry not health education programs. education yes uh head start and youth build yes how are they doing And I uh, mentioned head start you got a couple of classrooms we do but can't find the staff
1: yeah we are, the staffing challenges are a challenge but we are filled with Children and, um, you know, to the point that you brought up about mental health, you know, children getting back into the classroom and being with um, their peers and getting the chance to have the high quality um, programming is critical at this point coming out of the, the pandemic. Most of our children were babies as the pandemic um, kicked off, so this is their first chance to be able to be back and, and uh, engaged in those kind of social situations. So, um, you know, Head Start's doing well. We are hoping to convert to uh, a few more slots for young, younger children, I'm waiting to hear on that. Um, and so, um, you know, we're, we're continuing to do the best we can um, to bring in more staff. So we are hiring, if anybody out there is an early childhood professional and is interested in it, just contact uh, our Head Start office. You can, you can find the number on our website. So. Um, our Youth Build program has some kind of exciting irons in the fire right now. Um, we're just about to, um, we're, we're at the tail end of our uh, last Youth Build grant where we've applied for the next one. Um, but we've got uh, kids placed in a lot of exciting internships. Um, we have somebody in DW, DF Prey. We've got, um, you know, a couple that are working at our food pantry. We've got, I mean, they're all over, and it's really been fun to see the students uh, sort of thrive in that setting. But we're also looking to expand some workforce development opportunities and doing some partnerships. Um, and we're working in partnership with Old Bedford Village and Buddy Andre to um, do some to, to pursue a grant for pre-training to help people enter into careers in the wind in the wind dis- industry. So yeah. we're um, you know we're looking to expand some of that workforce development capacity just to provide people who maybe don't have the same opportunities a chance to prepare themselves to then move into training that can help them. Um, into, you know, some really exciting opportunities.
0: You're listening to Town Square Sunday. My guest is Pam Rogers Kiechler, Executive Director of Pace Incorporated in New Bedford. Uh, Usually for many years, uh, people associated the term or two words, fuel assistance with Pace. I mean, that's (laughs) yes, fuel assistance, Pace. That's how it was. Mm -hmm. You do a whole lot more than that, but fuel assistance is still a pretty big part of your business, it I'm is. sure. Can you still apply now?
1: You can still apply now. Yes, it's good. Right now we're good through April, um, but I would encourage people to apply even if you hadn't even thought about it in the past. Um, you know, they people can can go on to, we have a portal actually now, you can apply online. Um, and in our, on our website, again, on, at paceinfo.org, if you go to our fuel assistance program, you'll see the qualifying levels uh, for benefit and you know it truly is a benefit um, it it's uh, it makes a huge difference and this year our numbers have gone up because of the rising costs of of home heating uh, fuel um, both gas elect in electric and um, in oil so um, it's a challenge people are really struggling um, in part because those costs have gone up electric costs have gone up it's it's a it's you know, with the rising costs, um, home heating is a place where you can get you, a lot of people qualify for help there.
0: Um, helping families with child care. I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned child care as a need. Right. Um, do you have a program for that?
1: We do. Um, so we manage the child care subsidy um, program. And what that is, is vouchers to help people pay for child care. So we, um, people just have to go uh, a, call us and get on our on the wait list. And then as, you know, again, capacity uh, and spaces become available and funds are available, we, we um, then help them to find a spot for their children. So childcare costs another another really high ticket item. And so subsidies are, are definitely come into play in terms of helping people go back to work and be able to continue work and successfully move along their career paths.
0: I know that uh, it's really a problem. I, yes. Uh, so many folks, businesses have curtailed, shut down right or they have you know place limits they can't get enough staff so they right. limit the enrollment mm-hmm. and then they say gee I'm not making enough income and right next thing you know it's shutting down so yeah. it's a tough it is tough
1: it's tough a tough industry situation to be in yes
0: um what's new bedford's biggest need pam
1: <laughs> well i think you know I- i'm going to have to say right now housing yeah
0: um, we need to find a solution. We somehow.
1: absolutely need to find a solution. It needs to be a creative solution. It doesn't, more, doing more of the same isn't going to solve the problem. Um, you know, we are, we've started down the road of trying to add units. We have a few units that we lease. We are only one, one small agency. It's a bigger, much bigger problem. We are trying to help at least contribute some and are hoping to add to our stock over time. But it's a, it's, a slow, it's a slow road. There needs to be capacity for, for many more people than us to be able to try to go down that road, to be able to offer housing that's affordable, not just for our elders, but also for our kids who are moving into the workforce who can't leave home because they can't afford to, um, to you know, folks who are living on very fixed incomes that can't afford the rising rents. So uh, I really firmly believe that we need to take a look at that.
0: On May fourth of this year, Pace will hold its 40th year celebration. Finally, yes, after one year layoff, uh, tell us about the event.
1: Oh, we are really excited because it is truly going to be a 40th year uh, celebration. We are going to have some. Um, we're going to be at the Century House. It, it is going to be from five thirty to nine plus or so um, that night, and we're really looking to to take the night to really celebrate sort of where we've come come from. Some of the milestones along the way, you know, some of the food programs we had at the very beginning, uh, fluoride in the city, things like that. We'll we'll have a, a whole area kind of dedicated to sort of embracing that, um, and and then talk a little bit about where we want to go in forty years. How how do we want to evolve? I think you you sort of really framed it nicely at the beginning. Um, it, we we look at we look at everything as an opportunity, right? That's how we try to frame. I mean, most of the things that come our way, even even the things that are identified as problems, and so allowing innovation and taking those taking those opportunities to to grow and do what is needed in our community to help improve life for people is is key for us. So How can
0: people get tickets?
1: They can get tickets again on our website, paceinfo.org. dot uh, It's right on the landing page there. You can uh, reach out for that. We also have some sponsorships available. Um, we're going to have an asylum auction. So we're looking for donations for that. So just go to our website and we have a whole, we have a whole page dedicated to that.
0: My guest has been Pam Rogers Kiechler, the director of PACE, People Acting in Community Endeavors on William Street in New Bedford, 40 years and still going strong. Pam, thanks for coming in and continued success with this important organization. Thank you you so much for having
1: me. Love, Happy to be here.
0: Stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.